Fall camp starts at the end of this week. Miami Hurricanes have one of the best quarterback situations in the entire country. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and postgame for Miami Hurricanes football. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I've got an extra pep in my step today. It's Monday. Ball camp starts on Friday, August 5th. We're going to be talking about on this episode by popular demand, the quarterback room and the running back room. And my friends, we never stop talking recruiting here on Locked on Canes. We have offers. We have verbal commits. We've got tracker watch for guys in 2023, 2024, even 2025. We're going to talk about some big names on this episode, including Christopher Johnson, including a 2024 kicker that Miami just got a verbal commitment from. So this is going to be one of the most loaded episodes we've ever had. But heading into fall camp, I think it's natural. The first room the first position group we want to take a deep dive on is quarterback Miami's got I believe a top five quarterback in the country if you think I'm too bullish on Tyler Van Dyke let me know Uh, I think it's hard to argue against him being top 10 most promising heading into this year and it's not even just TVD you go down that quarterback room backup true freshman multiple backups Quarterback room, Miami is in one of the best situations in all of America. So we're going to focus on the top three. No disrespect to a guy like Peyton Matoka. I just don't think we're going to see him a whole lot this year or in the future. But the big three in that quarterback room, third-year sophomore Tyler Van Dyke. Spoiler alert, he's going to be the starting quarterback. It's not really a competition. Well, it's not really a competition because he's been better. Okay, and that includes spring football. People were asking me, wait, is TVD, was he clearly better than Jake Garcia in spring football? He was. TVD is the man. That doesn't mean I don't like Jake Garcia, though, a lot. Redshirt freshman Jake Garcia, he's next man up. Former four-star recruit, originally from Southern California, played his final high school season in Georgia. Incredible arm, very athletic. And Jake Garcia, honestly... I think he's got the goods to be a starting quarterback right now for a lot of power five programs. And for people wondering about this, because I always get asked in terms of Jake Garcia, well, you know, with TVD there, you think Garcia, is he thinking of transferring? Is he not happy? Is he going to go somewhere for playing time? Um, I think it's going to work out in a way where Tyler Van Dyke, after this season, if he lives up to the hype, is going to leave early for the NFL and Jake Garcia more than likely becomes the man next year. And Garcia did say, this is a quote, he is happy to embrace competition. He said, Miami is home. I feel like the community has embraced me. My teammates have taken me in. The staff and everybody here has taken me in. I can't thank them enough for that. I have my parents here, he says, but still just being this far away from home and having everybody take me in and make me feel at home. He said, this is home. 
and we are going to make it great. So Jake Garcia is happy, and I think he's got reason to be happy because I think in 2023, more than likely, he's going to be the starting quarterback unless our third guy, true freshman, Jakari Brown, will he have something to say about that in 2023? You can expect Jakari to have an official redshirt year this year. It doesn't mean we won't see him play because you can play in up to five games and keep your red shirt. So we could see a little taste of Jakari Brown this year, and maybe he can truly compete for that starting job in 2023. And I got to tell you, this true freshman quarterback looks very impressive in person. He's got excellent size at six foot four. He looks and acts mature for his age. He's really fast. He's got a strong arm. He's working on the accuracy a little bit. That's, you know, 18-year-old guy. He's a little bit behind in some of that, but he's very fast. He is a true dual threat guy. He's been turning heads and impressing people in workouts, coaches and teammates. I cannot emphasize that enough. I think Jakari Brown came in and looked more impressive than advertised when he first arrived on campus. And he went through the whole spring period, was an early enrollee. So he's got his first spring under his belt. And he's ready to learn from Frank Ponce and Josh Gaddis and Mario and everybody. So my hope and expectation would be when we go from TVD to Jake to Jakari, I hope we see all three of these guys. We might even see Peyton Matoka as well get snaps in that Bethune-Cookman game, the opening game on September 3rd. Uh, so, you know. Obviously, Miami is expected to win by like a million points in that game. So we might see three deep or even four deep in quarterbacks getting playing time in that game because that would be a fun way to open the season, right? There's no preseason officially in college football. That's going to be like your preseason game where you get to see a bunch of guys, two, three deep, four deep, maybe on the depth chart, get a chance to play. So let's focus on Miami's starting quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke. There's a lot of hype. Before I started uh, doing this episode, I was just on a radio station in Texas, and they were asking me about the hype behind TVD. I think the hype is legit for Mr. Van Dimes. He's on the Maxwell Award watch list. He's on the O'Brien Award watch list. He's considered top 10 in Heisman Trophy odds heading into the season, and it's all for good reason. We have never seen a quarterback especially not in his first year getting starting uh, roles last year, his first year as a starter and as a freshman last year. We've never seen a quarterback at Miami go six consecutive games with at least 300 passing yards and at least three touchdowns. I felt like I was watching somebody really good at PlayStation playing PlayStation. That's how I felt watching Tyler Van Dyke last year. He set a school record with a completion percentage of 62.3. That's extra impressive, folks, when you consider how much he attacked downfield. Not a dinker and dunker. And he completed over 62% of his passes. He had another school record with a passing efficiency of 159.1. He averaged just under 10 yards per attempt last year. Loves to attack down the field. Is not afraid to challenge tight coverages. So that worked out overwhelmingly very well for him last year outside of the first half of the Florida State game really we will see how bold he is attacking downfield against the likes of Texas A&M September 17th 
and against the likes of Clemson in November. Both of those are really, really tough games on the road. But I love the spirit that Tyler Van Dyke plays with. I love the fact that he's got that short memory. If he throws an interception, he's back to the best version of himself the following drive, puts it behind him, and freaking moves on. TVD, by the way, has really embraced Mario Cristobal's attitude. He's embraced Josh Gaddis's offensive philosophy, and he has really embraced Frank Ponce's one-on-one quarterback coaching. That's not me just saying it for the purpose of saying it. Uh, there are you know, reports and feedback and buzz coming in from folks at Miami that have just been wowed by the leadership role that he's taken. He's really an in-your-face guy with his leadership. He holds his teammates accountable. He's got a little bit of that Miami swagger, which I love. And yeah, his off-season reviews have been through the roof ever since this new coaching staff arrived. Uh, here's what uh, Tyler Van Dyke had to say, and I think this quote is courtesy of 24-7 Sports. What TVD had to say about working under Josh Gaddis, Miami's new offensive coordinator. He says, I love Coach Gaddis. He's bringing a lot of things that we never had last year. Coming from a lot of the RPOs around last year, we're doing a lot more play action, full field lead pass concepts. I'm really excited for it, he said. Uh, He, being Gaddis, likes to utilize the talent we have, the running backs and the tight ends to the best ability I'm really excited for that, and I cannot wait for it, he said. And now here's what Tyler Van Dyke said about the running game. The run game, TVD said, is going to be the biggest difference with how we attack defenses this year. The gap schemes and pulling offensive linemen, it is going to look pretty different, he says. We kind of only ran inside zone last year, and it didn't really work too well, he said. that That's a quote. <laughs> We we ran mostly inside zone last year, and it didn't really work too well. He says, I am excited for the run game this year. And, oh, guys, that is an amazing preview. Uh, we're going to do the full deep dive on Miami's running backs tomorrow. I've already done a lot of research on this to really give the A to Z from the running back room. So we're going to get into a lot of detail on it. Uh, let me go through the the five primary pieces in that running back room, though, to give you a little bit of a tease for what we have coming up later in the week. Because, guys, honestly, you have out of five running backs heading into 2022, I think at least four of them are good enough to make a case at some point during the season to be the starting running back. You've got the experienced guy, third-year sophomore Jalen Knighton, led Miami in rushing last year. He's back, and the rooster is ready to crow, home run threat. You've got third-year sophomore transfer out of Ole Miss in Henry Parrish. Parrish was very productive with Ole Miss last year, 5.3 yards per carry, which is sick. I know that Ole Miss's offensive line was a little bit better than Miami's offensive line was last year. Uh, He is a very well-rounded experience back. And Henry Parrish, he's already got a relationship with Miami running backs coach Kevin Smith, who coached him at Ole Miss. So he's got that advantage of already, you know, being a, a guy who knows his position coach and understands his philosophy. You've got third-year redshirt freshman Don Chaney back in that running back room, back off of injury. And, man, Chaney, who's very beloved. Uh, Most of these running backs are local kids, except for Knighton is not. But, uh, you know, Henry Parrish is a local guy, Columbus, back in town, right, after playing at Ole Miss. Don Chaney, local guy from Belen Jesuit. 
and Cheney, you know, you, I'm not going to say forget, cause that's a really stupid thing to say, but maybe we kind of underestimate the impact Cheney could have because he missed basically the entire season last year with a knee injury. So assuming he's coming back and he's apparently healthy now, didn't participate in the spring. He's apparently healthy now. Don Chaney is a complete back. He averaged over seven yards per carry as a true freshman a couple of years ago. And every down, everything back, that guy can compete to be a starter in this backfield. Now, maybe Thad Franklin uh, is not in contention to start, but he is a thumper. He is powerful. He's going to be invaluable in short yardage. And then the X factor. Wow. The feedback on true freshman. Travante Citizen. Oh, he's not a local. Actually, so three out of the five are local guys. Travante Citizen is not a local guy. You know what? I have embraced Travante as a citizen of the 305. I'm going to call him a local guy now because I love him. But Travante Citizen, this might be the guy to watch in that running back room. Six foot tall, 220 pounds as an incoming true freshman. This guy can do it all. He has been wowing people during the offseason, there's even been some chatter that by midseason, once he grasps the speed of college and he grasps the offense, that by midseason, this guy could be taking away starters reps from a couple of the running backs who sit in front of him in the pecking order. So uh, and and real a quick note on Miami's running game. If you think about what Cristobal and Josh Gaddis have done at their previous locations, Josh Gaddis, who was previously the offensive coordinator at Michigan, they had the 15th ranked rushing attack in the entire country last year, averaging over 215 yards per game. I'd love to get something like that here at Miami. Mario Cristobal's Oregon Ducks last year. Do you remember the way they ran all over Ohio State last season? They had the 20th ranked rushing offense at over 202 yards per game. Give me more of that. You know what I'm going to give you when we come back? You want recruiting? I'm going to give you recruiting. Miami's got their kicker of the future verbally committed. We get some potentially good news on a big-time running back target for the class of 2023, uh, and some mixed signals we're getting on class of 2023 wide receivers. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. How about that? All you have to do, your small business owner, please create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. Folks, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers are visiting LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen and your first watch today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts. We're all over the internet, and we are available free on YouTube as well. So why don't we start with verbal commitment from 
perhaps Miami's next starting kicker. Abram Murray from Shreveport, Louisiana. We saw him out at the cookout. He has verbally committed to the U. He is the top-ranked kicker for the class of 2024. The top-ranked kicker. Um, and I found myself in um, – I'm surprised my wife hasn't left me. Because last night she wanted to watch a movie with me. And I told her, I cannot watch a movie with you. I need to look up YouTube footage on 16-year-old kicker Abram. It might be 17. I don't know. But I need to look up YouTube footage on this high school kicker. Because I got to talk about him on Locked on Kane. This guy has a leg. He seems to have the accuracy. Because anytime you talk about a kicker who just has a leg, it's like, I hope he's not another Bubba Baxa because like Bubba Baxa could kick at a thousand yards, but you never knew where it was going. Like he had no, no precision, no accuracy whatsoever. Uh, this guy Murray seems to have that. Uh, he looks like the real deal. And, you know, the timing is great, assuming it's a verbal commit for a year down the road. So you got to hope, obviously, that, you know, you, you deliver and he signs his national letter of intent, yada, yada, yada. But assuming he does arrive in the class of 2024, the timing is actually absolutely perfect because, you know, Miami has a really promising kicker right now in Andy Borgalis, the younger brother of Groza winner Jose Borgalis. And Andy was even higher touted coming out of high school. And then when the 2024 guys come in, that will be Andy Borgalis' senior season. So Abram Murray can sit behind Borgalis for a year and then probably take over the starting kicker job as a sophomore when uh, the 2025 season begins. So the timing of this would be absolutely perfect. So I'm very happy to see Abram Murray. Welcome to the U. And I apologize, we did not do an emergency episode for a 2024 kicker, but I'm happy we could talk about him a little bit as well. So here's something else, by the way, and you guys know, uh, hopefully you know this, I'm now part of the allhurricanes.com team. That is Sports Illustrated's Miami page. I'm so happy to be part of that team. This is my first official week with All Hurricanes, and a story just filed to All Hurricanes this morning gives potential good news to a player. We get questions about this guy recently a lot because he was just on campus visiting Miami within the last week. And that's Dillard running back, Fort Lauderdale Dillard running back, Chris Johnson. Uh, so here's the skinny on Chris, who there's been some buzz that he might be ready to announce a verbal commit sooner rather than later. Um, it appears, according to our pal John Garcia Jr. from SI, it appears that Chris Johnson, critical as Miami has yet to add a running back in the 2023 class, uh, Chris Johnson is looking closest at the University of Miami and at Ole Miss. That looks to be his final two, Miami and Ole Miss. Mario Cristobal or Lane Kiffin, ACC or SEC. He said to John Garcia on Sunday, I'm really focused on Miami and Ole Miss. Um, Johnson was named to the Miami Herald's Broward County Track and Field Athlete of the Year. He was named that back in June. He's got a 10.45 second 100 meter dash. Yeah, this guy is a blazer. He did not confirm any hard timeline for a verbal commit. But like I said, there's been a little bit of buzz that he could be making a verbal commit 
within the next coming weeks. We'll have to see how that plays out until he announces it officially. The buzz is just buzz. Five foot 11, 180 pounder. We talked about him a little bit on an episode last week. He is versatile enough to not only be a blazer and a home run hitter out of your backfield, you can line him up at receiver as well. You can run gadget plays with him. All the great teams need explosive players like this, right? And and my even when Miami's not been very good, they've had some guys like that. I mean, they already have Jalen Knighton, who's a blazer in their running back backfield right now. They've got some wide receivers who could potentially be weapons. But yeah, Chris Johnson, wherever he ends up, Ole Miss, Miami, I'm sure Alabama, who's been recruiting him, are going to try to get back in the mix. He is going to be a difference maker, a touchdown scorer, and a home run hitter. So fingers crossed, man. Maybe Miami can land him. You know, I'm also a big fan of uh, Cedric Baxter out of Orlando. Uh, Miami is in the running for him as well. So the Hurricanes are in the running for some really solid four-star running backs. And I'd love to see if we can get one or or two solid backs in the class of 2023. Uh, Pretty cool. I had a chance to speak to some recruits uh, privately after the barbecue. And one of the nicest dudes that I had a chance to talk to uh, he is, this is a couple years down the road, but he is the top ranked cornerback in the class of 2025. Jalen Hollywood Bell reached out to me after the cookout. Uh, he received an offer from Miami. So Mr. Bell, Mr. Hollywood, congratulations. And obviously you've got a couple more years left to go through the recruitment process. I hope you enjoy it, but I hope the tide takes you down to Coral Gables once it's all said and done. Here's what he told me, and I quote, he said, I love it, talking about Miami's uh, Miami's uh, barbecue event last week. He says, I loved being in the meeting room with Coach Adai going over installs and understanding his philosophy of the game. He says, receiving the offer and meeting legends like Coach Cristobal, Charlie Strong, and Alonzo Highsmith were an added bonus. So be on the lookout. 2025, it's a while away, but be on the lookout for Jalen Hollywood Bell because this guy's really, really good. Okay, how about uh, this is an interesting question uh, that we've been talking about for really the last week. I'm now getting mixed signals for four-star wide receiver William Foles from Dade Christian. Um, He is set to, we'll see if he sticks to this, he's set to announce his verbal commitment on August 3rd. So that's Wednesday of this week. I had him pegged to the University of Miami. Now I'm hearing a little bit of pushback on that. He might not be a take for Miami after all. Mixed signals, okay? So here's the deal. If this coaching staff isn't sure they want him in this class, if that's the case, it might mean there's something else brewing. Could that mean Miami's getting some positive smoke signals about maybe flipping Jurion Dickey, five-star wide receiver from Oregon to Miami? Dickey was at the cookout. We talked about him during a weekend episode. Dickey is saying all the right things that an Oregon commit would say, like, I'm not really interested in Miami. He said, I'm just going through the process. I'm just here to hang out. Uh, I'm an Oregon guy, you know, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth because maybe you take it as face value. Maybe you do, or maybe there's something going on behind the scenes, uh, you know, where we're going to find out, I think in the coming weeks, could, could Miami be getting positive signs 
from Hakeem Williams, who I know my, my viewers and listeners all love. Personally, I've not been getting good vibes on Hakeem. So maybe Miami's coaching staff, they know something I don't. They know a lot of things that I don't, of course. Um, and, and the other thing is, like, you never know how this stuff can change, right? Because we, we could be thinking, oh, there's no chance for Hakeem right now. And by the way, for those who may have missed it, Andy Jean committed to Florida. So he's off the table for Miami. Billy Napier finally nudged Mario Cristobal into a locker with that one. Uh, but even though I've not been getting very good vibes on Hakeem, I wasn't getting good vibes on Jaden Rashada until like, you know, a week before he committed because he pushed his date back and then he visited Miami. So you never know how this stuff is going to play out. Uh, Got to talk about a few more names, including Samson Okunlola when we come back right after we talk about betonline.net. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. I am on there every day, and I had a very good weekend at betonline.net. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering info from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Uh, what's going on with Samson Okunlola? Uh, really nothing has changed. So I just want to reassure you guys, if you're worried, Miami is still believed to be in the lead for the five-star offensive tackle. Uh, there are, though, mixed signals on when he plans to announce. He had said within the last month that he would probably announce in the summer. Some people think he might carry this into the fall that it may be closer to a national signing day type of thing. That obviously wouldn't be great for Miami. Because like if he if he really takes his time and Miami's in the lead right now, if he takes his time, that means you know he's opening himself up to a lot of recruitment from a lot of other schools. But Miami is still believed to be in the lead. Um I I've heard by the way, probably a lot of you have heard this by now, because he talked about it at the IMG Media Day last week. Francis Maui Goa uh, is, I think, trying to convince him to transfer to IMG Academy. And apparently Francis has already convinced Antonio Tripp to transfer to IMG. So you got to love Maui Goa. Maui Goa is one of Miami's best recruiters right now. Top tackle in the class committed. Um, you know, he basically wants every 2023 Hurricanes potential offensive linemen to all play together on the same line, which would be awesome. Because if you could bring all these guys in next year, already having the chemistry of having played together, how good is that? And we know IMG's coaches, you know, they like to help prepare their guys for the next level. Like if they know all oh, these guys are committed to Miami, we're going to make sure we work with them on Miami's concepts and everything. So that would be, that would be really, really cool. Um, congratulations to 2024 edge rusher Ernest Willer from IMG Academy, the Miami Pipeline. He has received a Miami offer, so he's you know not committing yet or anything, but uh, he received an offer from the U. He talked about Ed Orgeron, who's like an unofficial member of Miami's coaching staff, you know, I guess being influential and in making that happen. Uh, Miami has offered 2025 defensive tackle Jordan Crawford out of the state of Alabama. He's only heading into his sophomore year, but the, I got to tell you, a 
high school sophomore defensive tackle who's already six foot three, two ninety. <laughs> Wherever he ends up going, this guy is going to be unblockable. Uh, Miami has offered. This just came down this morning. At least he tweeted about it this morning. Miami has offered three-star linebacker Marcellus Pulliam out of the state of Georgia. I think he knows. Uh, Raul Aguirre, they don't go to the same high school, but I think they know each other just based on their social media interactions. Um, Georgia Tech and Auburn are believed to be in the lead for him, according to the on three tracker. He's six foot three. I, and he's a 2023 guy. Just want to make sure I emphasize that because we're talking about some other classes. Uh, I'm told that, you know, he's not obviously as heralded as the other linebackers Miami has already um has committed in this class, but I'm told that he really fits the prototypical linebacker mold that Kevin Steele likes. So we'll have to watch this one. Could he be the fourth linebacker in this class? You guys know I'm a big Stanquan Clark fan. I, I'd like to maybe see him be the fourth linebacker in this class, but uh, we'll be watching out for that one. Uh, and man, I think that's pretty much it for recruiting stuff today. I'm sure I left out like a dozen names. We'll talk about them again. I did want to mention Miami safety. Who's one of my favorite players on the team heading into a sophomore season, James Williams, number zero. He is officially on the Bednarik award watch list. So let's bring it home. Bring home that Bednarik. He's a stud. We all know this huge. Thank you. And shout out to everybody who takes time out of your day to listen and to watch. Make sure to subscribe, guys. It really helps us. For the audio listeners, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your pods. If you're watching us on YouTube, maybe you just found us today, hit the subscribe button and hit the thumbs up on this and all of our videos. And we will deep, uh, we will dive deeper. We'll deep diver tomorrow more into the running back room and into the receivers as well. We're going to start with the offense. Later in the week, we'll get to the defense on another episode of Locked on Canes. And, hey, make sure you get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC your second listen. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked on take you across the ACC in under 30 minutes. We will talk to you guys again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.